0: Welcome in, everybody, to Betting Pros. It's time to place your bets. This is me, Joey P. Joe P. is a Pia and it's time to talk DFS for Week 14 in the NFL. And to help me do it, of course, is D-Bro, Derek Brown, the king of bros. We are talking football here, as we always do. And don't forget to go to fantasypros.com optimizer so you can optimize up to 150 lineups at one time. What a joy it is to be alive. You can take those lineups, upload them to FanDuel, upload them to DK, send them as Christmas cards. You can do all kinds of amazing things. Maybe not that last one. I don't know, but we've got a full slate. Of Games here for us to break down today, and uh, certainly, uh, thank goodness we don't have to talk about the Pittsburgh New England game because that's on Thursday. Ugh. All right, let's get to uh, the first one here on the slate. The total for this one is the Atlanta Falcons, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 41, 40 and a half, and some other spots. Now, look, you know, last time these two teams met, Bijan had a headache. Now, <laughs> could he possibly be a headache? for the tampa bay buccaneers d bro in this contest and do you want to go in on anything falcons or tampa bay in this contest
1: yeah man look uh i i actually have a lot of interest in Bijan in this spot and part of this comes down to tampa bay's run defense kind of falling off a cliff man like since week eight seventh lowest stuff rate eighth highest missed tackles allowed per attempt rate so there's definitely a lot of intrigue because we still haven't seen joey like unless i missed it man we haven't seen this This blow up game from B. John Robinson, like a 30 burger where he goes like, you know, scores two touchdowns, runs for a buck 20 catches five balls. We haven't seen that. And I think we see that before the end of the season. So I got a lot of interest in B. John Robinson. And on the other side, man, like you can interest me in Rashad White, too. Like he's getting a lot of volume. Atlanta, if you look at all of the different metrics for Atlanta's run defense, they're not great like 12th lowest stuff rate, 12th highest missed tackles per attempt rate. The only thing that they continue to do is to keep running backs from scoring touchdowns. But we know eventually in one or two weeks, that's going to regress back to the mean. So Rashad White, Bijan Robinson, like talking about these running backs, they're the first uh, plays for me out of this game. And I think you can go to either way. If you want to game stack this, that's fine. Mike Evans is the next guy that I'll talk about here because Mike Evans just keeps doing Mike Evans things. Like he's got three games this year where he's, he's surpassed 140 receiving yards. Last time they played the Falcons, he turned AJ Terrell into his, I mean, he was basically AJ Terrell's daddy. He, he walked him down the field, scored a long touchdown and AJ Terrell might not even play in this game. He's dealing with a, concu- with a concussion. And so if AJ Terrell is out, Mike Evans versus backups, phew, You can interest me in that, man. And the other ancillary pieces like Drake London and large field tournaments. I get it. I don't know if the ceiling is necessarily there. No, no, no. I don't get it. The the, the last guy I'll mention here is Kate Otten because Kate Otten has shown the ability like in the matchup is right. Kate Otten is in play and the Atlanta Falcons fifth most fantasy points per game third most receiving yards per game to tight ends so if you do want to say save some salary you want to play Bijan, you want to run it back on the other side Kate Otten is a really inexpensive piece and he's already shown he can get you 20 points he's done that before this year so it's a nice little mini to save some cash if you want to play Bijan. 3,100 for Kate and over on DraftKings. By the way, sure. the Bichon price on both sites has gone down by 1,000
0: too on low. Boxes week. Over Way week. too low. Way too low. Way too reactionary based off what could have been a better game against the Jets. It was a little disappointing. Yep. C'est la vie. Let's move on. Panthers, it's Saints. I don't know how you want to attack Ugh. this one. Cause we're going to get Winston. We're going to get Bryce young. I mean, maybe this is an opportunity for the saints defense being a sneaky play this week. Perhaps the total for this game is just 38. So a little underwhelming there. The one piece that I think you can't live without the number two running back over on Fantasy Pros this week in the consensus, and that's Alvin Kamara, who I think is going to go for 150 all-purpose against Carolina. I think he is just going to absolutely crush this defense. What do you think here about my Kamara love?
1: I'm I'm not against it, man, because again, we talk about breakout games, and Kamara has had the games where. It was a few weeks ago and I was, I was touting Kamara and I'm like, okay. And then he went through and he had the 20 to 25 touches, things lined up. He just didn't get the touchdowns. And now that we saw like last week, he scores two touchdowns. If he's going to get the goal line work, Kamara is absolutely in play. And especially if he's not going to be popular, um, then I think that you have to have some interest in Kamara. Now, is he going to make my single entry in my three max teams? Maybe not, but if you're running five to 10 lineups, I think he's definitely in play. The other guy I want to talk about here and, I don't have any I don't really don't have a lot of love for any of these past game options, Joey. Like Adam Thielen. No, that time has passed. Chris Olave catching balls from Jameis Winston. No, because Carolina's secondary has been a little bit better. Um, it's the
0: mingo. The mingo H.O. Baby, baby. No. That's who it is. I, it's mingo time. You can like it or not? I, I don't mean, like
1: it i don't like you it you want Joey. to take
0: a guess at what his price is it's 3500 if you're looking for a way to get camara in your lineup and dk that's the way to offset it because Kamara is super expensive that's this fair. week on both sites um 8200 on dk he's 9k on fanduel
1: the only other guy i'll bring up here um i'll let you go the mingo route i, I like to per, I prefer to keep my baby and my baby in this game is chuba <laughs> hubbard You saw Chuba (laughs) Hubbard get all the work. He got 25 freaking carries, Joey. Like, going over 100 rushing yards, there is no Miles Sanders. Like, he's poof, he's gone, whatever. And the Saints, you can run on this team since week eight. Seventh highest explosive run rate, second highest yards of contact per attempt. Hubbard is a guy that I think is going to go overlooked, and I I like him, especially looking at the price point on both sides. All right, let's continue on to the next contest here. We have got the Houston
0: Texans and the New York Jets. I like the Houston Texans defense this week. Let me just put it to you that way. Um, Look, obviously you can theoretically run the ball in the Jets. The weather might be an issue in this game, too, so you might have to. 33 is the number, so the total is not very encouraging. Tank Dell isn't there. Secondary is good for the Jets. That's their lone bright spot, but I do feel like this team is just imploding on itself. Watching Robert Sala do a press conference is like watching somebody do a eulogy. It's It's brutal right now. But in terms of value, look, C.J. Stroud. I don't think he's my favorite quarterback of the week in terms of ROI. This game is kind of a fade for me overall. I, I know you could make a
1: case for Pierce. You could make a case for Singletary. The
0: problem is I don't know which one I want to make a
1: case for. Actually, I don't want to make a case for either one of them, man. The the most appealing piece for me is Nico Collins, dude. And and I, okay. and I, I understand the secondary, and I and I get Sauce Gardner, and I get D.J. Reed, and I understand all of that, dude we just saw Nico Collins absolutely roast what we walked into that week thinking was a good Denver secondary Patrick Sertan. He sees half the game and he absolutely just mosses him over and over again. Like Nico Collins for everybody out there last week, no tank Dell Nico Collins got a 42% target share, man. Like if we take the matchup outside of that, if Nico Collins was playing like say a neutral matchup, Considering what Nico Collins did last week, would you have huge interest in him this week, Joey? Uh, it's a good question.
0: Look, I, I think Nico is a fine wide receiver and I don't have a problem as an oppo play this week against him, but the total is the only thing hold me back there, yeah. to be honest.
1: Yeah. And like, and that's, that's the whole thing. Honestly, I think it's just like play. the Jets.
0: I can't see pushing the total. That's the problem. Like, yeah. I, and, and I just think that offense is so bad that they just can run the football, sneak away with a victory and just kind of run back to Houston here.
1: I think that's definitely possible. The pushback I'll give on that. Didn't we just see both teams like the Texans? Like when we have this offense, we know CJ Stroud can light anybody up. I mean, shit, he just did it versus Denver. If he can light anybody up, we know where the target volume is going to go now. Like Tank Dell is out. Noah Brown's back, but he didn't even garner a lot of targets. Dalton Schultz is banged up. He could get, like, what, 12 to 14 targets? I mean, basically, Nico Collins is like playing Tank Dell from previous weeks when Nico was out. Tank Dell was getting 12 to 14 targets, man. Nah, I hear you, man. I hear you. All right, let's go to the next one here. This game's got a much better
0: total, and I like the over for it on top of it. The Cincinnati Bengals will host the Indianapolis Colts. 44 is the number for this one. I don't know what Jake Browning we're going to get, but it sounds fun to me. He is a cheap quarterback still. So is Gardner Minshew. Michael Pittman is the gift that keeps on giving. Jamar Chase is viable again all of a sudden. So this one looks to be potentially fun. And then, of course, Zach Moss. All the Zach Moss last week. Turned out to be very disappointing. I'm sure people will run the other direction, but I don't think they should. I think this is the time to double down.
1: This is the time to double down. If we get the flop lag game, basically everybody was in on Zach Moss. He was uber chalk, like probably the most rostered player out of the entire DFS season so far, Joey. Like we he's the only guy so far this year that I've seen get up to like 55. 60% 60% so if everybody's like oh, I got burned not going back there then yeah give me all the Zach Moss man like on DK for his workload he's still too damn cheap I love this game I think both quarterbacks are in play you saw Jake Brownie come out and look fantastic and the Colts secondary is Fairly similar to Jacksonville. They are not good. You could play Browning. You could play Minshew. This is one of the games that I have a lot of intrigue about just game stacking the hell out of this one, Joey, because we know where the ball goes, man. Like both of these teams run out three to four tight ends, so you can knock off the tight ends. Tight ends are not even in play in this game, but Minshew, Browning, Moss, Mixon is okay in large field tournaments. Like if you were stacking with uh, Gardner and bringing him back, that's fine. But the way that I like to go with this game is honestly go Gardner, go Zach Moss, Michael Pittman. If you wanted to throw Josh Downs on there, I get it. But I think Pittman has a monster game. Like this dude is just soaking up so much volume. It's ridiculous. So, I mean, the other part about this, Joey, is you don't even have to play the quarterbacks. You could just block off the indie offense play Moss play Pittman and bring him and have a bring back on the other side which would either be Chase. Chase uh who yeah, I, I that's love. that's what Chase. I'm doing
0: I'm doing Moss Pittman with Chase on the other side yeah I do like playing the quarterbacks because it allows me to get more running oh, back so cheap you know, two that I want well here's the other question do you take the extreme discount with Browning or do you take the medium discount with Minshew
1: I think you take the extreme discount with Browning especially if you're going to play Chase because Chase for Chase to get there, Browning is going to have to get there too. And if that's the case, you get to save all of this. And then right now I'll, I'm waiting for, I haven't seen projections yet, but I'm telling you right now, Gardner Minshew is going to be popular this week. And I, I don't think that Jake Browning will be, I, I think he'll be fine. Like he'll be five to 10%, whatever, in that realm of quarterback roster percentage where you're just like, eh, it doesn't matter. So for me, Give me the savings on Browning and I'm just going to single stack him with chase and bring back Zach Moss and Pittman. And you're going to get most of, if not maybe all the points from this game.
0: All right. Next one is Baltimore, Los Angeles. There could be some weather in this one too. 40 and a half is the number. Um, We saw a lot more Keaton Mitchell last time we saw the Baltimore Ravens here, which begs that question too. All right. Is that a change that we're getting in this backfield potentially? Now, when you're looking at the price here for him, it's just 5900 over on FanDuel, over on Draftkins. I'll check the price for him, too, because he's just 4900 So it's a little bit of a leap of faith here. You like Baltimore coming off the bye, but, I mean, to me, this is a game where Baltimore should really kick the crap out of this team. They're just much better than the Rams. The Rams are traveling for a 1 o'clock game across the country. There's a whole slew of reasons. And not to mention the offensive line, I think is a problem right now for the Rams. So I think the Ravens defense is very much in play, but is it time to make that pivot to Mitchell?
1: I, I love this game to go over the total. And I know that might surprise people considering like, okay, it's the Ravens. The way that I look at this game, Joey, you have two definitive defenses that we know what they are good at and what they are not good at. The Rams Mm -hmm. are a pass funnel through and through and through. You cannot run versus the Rams. Anybody that played Jerome Ford last week, you found that out, okay? So, I'm not in on any of the Baltimore uh, running backs, but I am sure as hell in on Lamar Jackson, man. He has, he has uh, had a few down weeks, and a lot of this comes down to those were opportunities where they could give the ball to Gus. They could give the ball to Keaton Mitchell. They were good rushing matchups as well, so Lamar's ceiling was not there. Baltimore is not gonna be able to run the freaking ball, man. This is a spot where we could see in Lamar Jackson, if the Rams, and I think they can push Baltimore, we could see Lamar Jackson go nuclear. And I love him in this slate, man. Like, because again, this game, it's easy to see where the funnels are. It is. You attack Baltimore mm-hmm. on the ground. So you play Kyron Williams. And right. for everybody out there, it is like, really? Can you run on Baltimore? Okay. Here's some knowledge for you. Since week 8, the 8th lowest stuff rate, the 5th highest missed tackles per attempt. The 6th highest yards per carry allowed to gap runs. Kyron Williams has 67% of his runs on gap runs. That is 5 yards per carry they are allowing on gap runs. Kyron Williams is going to get all the freaking volume. Nobody's going to play him because they see Baltimore that he's playing. And I'm saying, give it all to me. Give me all the Kyron Williams this week. And I want to play Lamar and his stacking options are all cheap. Joey, like, yeah, Zay's very cheap. That's the you feel
0: good about Zay's super cheap. (laughs) Isaiah
1: likely super cheap. You can tight ends have had, have feasted versus the Rams, the other guy. And I know this is your boy and I'm going to bring him up here because we got to talk about him. I really like Odell Beckham Jr. this week, man. <laughs> I, re- I swear <laughs> I've lived I... long enough. It's week 14. Here we are. Okay. This is beautiful. Do you want to hear really the case of this. why? Because oh, I'm going to talk you it. into go it. Go. Okay.
0: You don't even need to, but I want to be talked into it anyway. Okay. Let's go. Odell Beckham Damn.
1: has has been a 32 to 33% snap player over the last three games. They're coming off the bye- he's not on the injury report for the first time this year, man, Mm -hmm. he's going to get a snap bump. He's less than 4k on DK. If you look at the coverage matchup as well, the Rams since week nine have had the 11th highest single high rate. So 61% of their snaps Beckham versus single high has a 24% target per route run rate has 2.7% yards per route run and he leads the freaking team in end zone targets and nobody's going to play him baby so if you play lamar you can double stack lamar if he goes nuclear you could play either zay or odell or if you want to go to the super cheap stack which is my preferred method isaiah likely and odell and lamar and run it back with kyron move on move on so you're confident that like you know that what we saw
0: last time we saw isaiah likely he had six targets Four catches for 40. I mean, that that's a decent floor there, especially a on the decent DK floor. side for the price. That's a okay. decent floor. Do you like him or Otten more for a cheat
1: tight end this week? I, I like likely. Likely. It's okay. likely for me because I think Otten, two things. Otten's going to come in more popular. There's a lot of other ways that that game can go. Baltimore is going to have to score their their touchdowns this week through the air. And to me, it's, it's more narrow because... Look at the Bucs offense. Mike Evans could get it. Chris Godwin could get it. Rashad White can also have a good day. There's just so many more paths to them scoring touchdowns than what I see for Baltimore.
0: All right. uh, Let's move on to the next game here. Detroit and Chicago. Ooh. Jared Goff outside. Let's go. Give me the Bears defense. That's right. I said it. Min salary over on FanDuel. Go for it. Uh, I already like them to win this game. So why not uh, a couple turnovers, some wacky stuff here? I love Jameer Gibbs in this game. I love uh, DJ Moore in this game. Jameer Gibbs uh, is the perfect guy against Chicago. They struggle with running backs to catch the ball in the backfield. So Gibbs is that one big piece to me that I'm willing to pay up for in this one. And again, I'm going oppo here. I like the Bears in this game. The Troy Lions defense just keeps giving up so many big plays and so many points his last few weeks and i don't see them being able to stop it right now bears coming off a bye i think they got a little confidence after that big win on the road in minnesota i like the bears in this one so uh, how do you see this game that is now 43 and a half in most spots
1: i i said at the beginning of the week and i'll say it again this total doesn't make any sense to me i'm gonna keep i, I bet the over immediately when it opened and now you see it just continually kind of inching up as the week goes along and we've already seen this play out joe like go back two weeks we've seen this play out Justin Fields was close to having a monster day. DJ Moore went for almost 23 fantasy points versus this. All you have to do, it's easy, baby. Play Justin Fields, stack him with DJ Moore. You run it back on the Detroit side. You can play anybody from Jameer Gibbs, Sammy Ballgame, or Amon Ross St. Brown, all three of those guys. We know where the freaking ball goes in this offense. It's not a good rushing matchup, so I'm not playing David Montgomery, but like you talked about Detroit is going to have to move the ball through the air. And again, we know where the ball goes. So, any one of those three lions play Fields, play D.J. Moore, and move on, man. I love this game. This is another game that I think could absolutely shoot out. Oh, I, I think it is. Uh, and I like the Bears side of that for the victory.
0: And there's so many different combinations in this game, too. Like, you know, if you want to go Amon Raw, you can, but like Cole Komet, I think is a guy in play. Yeah. Uh, I love D.J. Moore in this game, as I said before, but Gibbs is the, Fields ran for Gibbs 100 yards, baby. Can't. Fields put 100, the on, 100 on the nope, ground, yet? man. If he,
1: if he had a oh, better dude. day passing, he'd have broken the slate last time they played. I'm trying to remember, was that his first game that was his first game first game Mm
0: -hmm. yeah see i think we're a little bit in a better spot here especially by yes sir got a lot to prove this is him playing for his future man i keep saying that but like this stuff matters uh next game on the slate jacksonville cleveland i don't know how much this one matters uh cleveland defense certainly in play low total 30 and a half i know trevor lawrence got a limited practice in some regard today I think Jacksonville's nuts if they throw him out here They're against Cleveland. I think Miles that. Garrett is going to kill him. Uh, this is You've got to take the L here. This is a questionable game for you anyway, if you're Jacksonville. You have to be thinking about long-term in the playoffs and the health of your franchise quarterback here. So I expect to see Bethard playing. That will, yep. of course, crush this total even more, potentially. No Kirk for this game. I mean, on the other side, too, Elijah Moore is that piece that, to me... So 12 targets last week. I know it wasn't efficient. He only caught four of them, but I don't care. I think there's a big potential day here for Elijah Moore. So that's a piece that I'm in on. What are you in on with Cleveland and Jacksonville?
1: I threw this out on our matchup show um, or not the matchup show starts it uh, with Worm and Erickson. Do you know off the top of your head what Elijah Moore's a dot was last week, Joey? Um, uh, it's gonna blow yeah. your damn mind 21.5 is <laughs> higher than higher than it's been all year <laughs> five dude like i was like oh i saw God. that right in the primer and i was like oh dear lord that's amazing so yeah elijah moore is my favorite piece out of this game but i think that with the low total i'm not gonna get too wacky with this game i am interested in some of the cheap parts Uh, On the Brown side, Elijah Moore, I like him a lot. I also like Jerome Ford a good bit because something I highlighted in last week's primer was that the Jacksonville run defense has not been as good as when they started out the season. If you look over their last few games, so since week eight, fifth highest yards per carry 5.1 yards per carry to gap runs that's 53 percent of Ford's carry volume so on the Browns it's easy it's Jerome Ford it is Elijah Moore on the Jaguar side I mean look you're telling me uh CJ Beathard's playing I that that automatically takes Calvin Ridley Zay Jones out of the mix oh yeah Evan out. Ingram they're is out, out of the mix because that is the best defense in the NFL versus tight ends the one name and I'm not getting chasey here Joe but the one name that makes a lot of sense to me in this game, because it's the one spot you can attack the secondary, and if we're looking for salary relief, it's Parker Washington. He's going to play the Christian Kirk role. Cleveland versus slot wide receivers, 15th in PPR points per target. They've allowed the 12th most receiving yards to opposing slot wide receivers. I mean, he's just free access to this to this game. And honestly, if you wanted to play this game like, okay, it's an ugly, it's gross game, you could play Parker Washington and Elijah Moore, save a ton of cash. Both those guys go for... 15 to 17 DK points, and you're loving life. All right, next one on the slate here to get to is Seattle and San Fran. Uh, last time
0: San Fran put a hurting on the Seattle mm-hmm. Seahawks, and now Seattle showed you something with DK last week against Dallas. That was fun. uh The total for this one is 47. Ayuk is the big piece that stands out to me. Is still a value. He's still a good return on investment. I know last week was the Debo game. I think people will chase that. Ayuk is the guy to me that I want in this game. Now. I'm We've talked about some, look, there's two high profile games here, four o'clock, this one, and obviously Buffalo and Kansas City, which we'll get to in a second. Are you going in on these two or high profile games with San Fran and this late, or are you fading them a little bit in favor of some of these other ones that we've already talked about, like Chicago, Detroit and Indianapolis, Cincinnati?
1: I'm going in on them. But the reason I'm going in on them is because the way that the numbers are telling me I'm playing these games differently than what I think the field is going to do, Joe. Okay. Um, Okay. Let's hear about it. Okay, I'm here for it. Seattle and San Francisco. Christian McCaffrey, we've only seen one game this whole entire season where he has gone just absolutely bonkers. Dude, we could get that there. We could get that here. We absolutely could. The last time he played... The Seattle, uh, the Seattle run defense, 24 touches, 139 total yards, two scores, and that's without Seattle pushing them at all. If Geno Smith can be Chef Geno, like we saw last week versus the freaking Cowboys, you can't tell me he can't do that versus the 49ers. If he could do it to the Cowboys, you can do it to the 49ers. If he can push them, we could see CMC have a monster slate-breaking type of game. And I know that's okay. What's nine K or whatever you're. If you're playing CMC, that's what you're playing for anyway. Because if he gets you 20, if he gets you 25, you're not happy. Not unless all the other cheap running backs fail this week. So I think this is the game where CMC could go out and just break the damn slate on the Seattle side. Um, no, well, uh, let me stay on the San Francisco side.
0: Yeah, but I mean, here's the thing you're talking about breaking the slate, right? I'm looking at mm-hmm. all the returns on investment on CMC. You had the 45 point day against Arizona. Yep. Uh, On FanDuel. The other one was obviously against Seattle where he had 28 points. Uh, But really, you know, when you have that 10-5 salary, you know, you've got to put up a 30-burger basically. And there's only been like two times where that's happened. I'm fading CMC on that. I just think he's – I think he's too – tough to get the other wide receivers that i want this week i think you're really that's gonna fair. be chasing points with cmc like no, i get it from a, that's fair i get it from a, a cash game standpoint like you're locking in 25 okay but from a, 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 a tournament standpoint i think it makes it really hard to get some of the other pieces because there's a lot of
1: have and have not offense i'm not saying week, he's a lot play. i'm not saying he's a no, lot but, but he no, could but be one of the, the players that like kyron williams a few weeks oh ago you're where he right. breaks the like, slate and he's a half to have player 100 percent right you're hundred percent right. He
0: could be. But the other thing I keep looking at
1: is like, if he's
0: not, he hurts you because yeah, that's fair with all these backup quarterbacks playing, it becomes really tough to find offense it's not like there's as many outs as there are usually. I think that's the point.
1: Yeah, that, no. And, and, and that's totally fair, man. And, and I think CMC is in play. I'm not going to say that he's a lock button play. I am going to get exposure to him. Um, but staying on the San Francisco side, I th- I, I'm i with you on IU. We didn't see the volume. Brent Bebo, Debo has been crushing. And I'm not saying that Debo can't continue to do it because he's also getting a little bit of the rushing utility. Like he's had rushing scores. See, that's the other part that I want to throw out here. Debo Samuel has had rushing touchdowns in three of the last four games. What happens if those rushing touchdowns went to CMC instead of going to Debo Samuel? But what happened if they, what happens if that trend continues? Then again, that could, it could, I'm betting in playing CMC. I'm betting that that trend, if it moves anywhere, it either goes to Brandon Ayuk in the past game or or it goes to Christian McCaffrey, and instead of McCaffrey going for two touchdowns, he goes for three touchdowns or four touchdowns. And if that happens, he breaks the slate. But on Seattle's side, man, it is so freaking clear and absolutely present. Tyler Lockett is my one of my favorite plays. Like, he's a top three play on this slate for me. I absolutely love him. We've seen the breakout game from Jackson Smith and Jigba. We've seen DK Metcalf go absolute ham. And the reason Tyler Lockett's due, man, And it's not just the fact that, okay, I can say, like, he's had a bunch of down games, he's due for a blow-up. The other part about this is the the freaking numbers line up. So since week 12, the 49ers, over the last two weeks, basically, they have utilized two high safeties at the seventh highest rate on 56% of their snaps. Since week eight, so basically looking at the last few weeks with DK, a fully integrated JSN, and Lockett playing. Since week eight, against two high... Tyler Lockett is a 22% target share, a 45% air yard share, and he leads the freaking team in a 30% first read share. He is their weapon versus too high. And anybody stacking this damn game is not going to look at Tyler Lockett first. I promise you. They're going to either click on JSN, they're going to click on DK Metcalf. Tyler Lockett is going to be sub 10% this week. And when he goes for 30 points, Thank me. Okay, I will. Uh, I'll make this easy for you.
0: Las Vegas, Minnesota, 40 and a half. I'm a hard pass on this game. Uh, I It's got too many outcomes for me, and I don't like it. Uh, Jeff, Jefferson returns. That's intriguing. But again, I don't know what it is with Dobbs. Is it good? Is it not good? Is Jefferson really 100%? To me, dude, this is one where uh, I, like, I don't like O'Connell on the other side. Dobbs has not been great these last two games so this one I'm out but maybe I'm wrong what do you think about this one
1: I think that if you're gonna play this game you single stack Dobbs with Justin Jefferson Uh, we've seen top five upside on a weekly basis like from Dobbs we know that like he can do that and I'm gonna let so I'm gonna let the field kind of tell me what to do with this game if Dobbs is getting overlooked and Justin Jefferson is not popular then I will single stack Dobbs and Jefferson and move on from the game but if they come in popular or if we see Justin Jefferson like in that 15 to 20% range which he could easily get to because people love playing Justin Jefferson then I'm probably just going to exit out and I'll I'll get my my spike weeks from from other receivers.
0: Buffalo KC 425 oh, Eastern baby. 49 is the number for this game. It's a very high total. The question is does it live up to the hype? I feel like Buffalo needs this game more than KC. Like this is them mm-hmm. this is their last gasp and I like that. Uh that means I like Allen. I like digs with alan obviously that's the way to go and on the flip side of this game like the struggle bus is still the same it's trying to figure out you know do we run patrick mahomes by himself do we fade him because of the price this game is tricky for me d because i keep mm. seeing all this value in these other spots and i can't find ways to work it in despite the very high total that makes sense to me so i i think alan Digs is the stack i like and then after that i just kind of look past it but maybe you see something i don't
1: <laughs> dude i love this game and i feel like this game is uh, this game the way that I wrote it up in the primer looks so crystal clear to me. It's almost like kind of scaring me because when I looked at the numbers for this game, Kansas city, if you've noticed over the last few weeks, Kansas city has been struggling as a pass defense. A lot of that comes down to every corner, not named Legereus Sneed has been terrible with a capital T God awful. So you're telling me Legereus Sneed has been shadowing the entire year and he's been doing extremely well. Okay, Diggs is off the board. Bye-bye, Diggs. I'm playing Josh Allen. I think Buffalo steamrolls the Kansas City Chiefs in this one, and the stack makes so much freaking sense. It's ridiculous, man. So Kansas City has been bad. It's versus- Kincaid, isn't it? It's not Kincaid. It's Gabe, no. da- it's Gabe Davis, baby. It's, oh, it is, that, it's well. Gabe Davis week. It's, I'm telling that's you that's the hard sell I'm telling but, you it's I mean, game Davis week okay well let me sell you on it well okay? he has he has beaten up Kansas City in the past we all know that <laughs> we all know that and the thing about it is is so if Snead is on digs and we've seen Snead shadow I mean he's shadowed basically every top receiver over the last few weeks the two corners that that have been playing in tandem on the outside that Gabe Davis will see a ton it's Joshua Williams who's allowing a 66% catch rate, 119 pass rating, and Jalen Watson. Oh, look at that. 60% catch rate, 117 passer rating. Kansas City's been terrible versus deep balls. We know where th- who, who's the deep ball person in this offense. It's Gabe Davis, baby. And the other thing I'm going to throw out with you, it's a double stack Josh Allen week. It's go Gabe Davis and it's go Khalil Shakir. And the reason you need to love him this week, Joey, Kansas city chiefs since week eight have given up the third most PPR points per target to opposing slot wide receivers, Trent McDuffie, their slot corner 70% catch rate, one Oh four pass rating. Shakir versus Kansas city who play a lot of too high his last five games versus too high 2.88 yards per route run. Do you want to know who also since Shakir became a full-time player in this offense, Who leads this team in deep targets? Yeah, it's Gabe Davis is number one. Khalil Shakir is number two. There you go. All right. Cheap
0: guys there, too. Probably low rostered also. I'm sure uh, most people just go run to the way to get different with with a popular
1: game, baby. I love it.
0: It's true. Maybe this one's not going to be popular. It's the Chargers at home against Denver. I like the Denver defense in this one, the way the Chargers offense have played recently. Brian Staley making comments about changing up and shaking up the backfield as if somehow (laughs) getting josh kelly carries <laughs> okay. or, or and who else? i mean who else is there too it's besides eckler it's kelly isaiah who I spiller there? who's basically not been active oh yeah the isaiah entire spiller season like, like,
1: good luck with that he runs like daily. a 540
0: that'll work yeah. out well Forty Sundial. four and a half and a half is the number for this one actually 44 thir- 43 and a half or 44 is the number for this one over on betting pros so, look, I mean, this one on paper, Russell should be able to have a decent day. I'm sure it'll be low rostered. But again, he's kind of in that middle ground where it's like either you go to the Minchus and Brownings of the world or you go up to the Josh Allen's and Fields of the world. That's kind of where Lamar. So to me, this is another game that just
1: has very little appeal.
0: So Sutton again, because Sutton every week.
1: Yeah, like, that's the only thing I can say about it. I think Sutton is going to be extremely popular this week because everybody's going to see the chargers. They know their secondary is not good. They see Cortland Sutton scoring touchdowns every single week. He had a damn good game versus the Texans. Who's the guy we talked about last week, Joey? And I told you I was not on him. He was popular. Everybody was talking about, oh, he's going to score touchdowns, blah, 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 I'm telling you right now, it's Javante Williams week, dude. If that is exactly what it is. Javante Williams has not scored a freaking rushing touchdown the entire damn year. Since week eight. This Chargers is to Chargers run defense since week eight. Tenth highest explosive run rate, twelfth highest charges to contact per attempt, third most um it, they're, they're top three in other different various uh tackle breaking um metrics. Javante Williams, this is the game where everybody's gonna say, Oh, we'll look at Russ because of the Chargers. Oh, we'll look at Sutton because he just had a good game, and oh, it's the Chargers. This is the game where Javante Williams goes out gets 20 to 25 carries and scores twice.
0: All right, there you have it, everybody. Make sure you download the Betting Pros app. Uh, And if you do and you haven't already for the first time, iOS people, you get an opportunity for three free days of premium. Go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel too. Drop a comment there because you just might win a one-year free premium upgrade to the Betting Pros product as well, which is stunningly good. So go take advantage of all the fun things over here on Betting Pros. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. For Derek Brown, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Thanks for
1: listening to the Betting Pros podcast. If you love the show, the best free way to support us is by leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Follow us on X and TikTok at Betting Pros and Instagram at Betting Pros NFL. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Betting Pros.